0: Welcome to Engaging Culture, a podcast presented by Bridgeway Christian Church. I'm Brian Kiley. On today's episode, Pastor Lance Han and I will be talking about Kanye West's newest album, Jesus is King. The album debuted at number one on the Billboard charts and is centered around West's newfound Christian faith. We'll talk about the lyrics, we'll talk about Kanye, we'll talk about what we should think about Kanye's impact on the Christian world and the broader culture, all of that and more on this episode of Engaging Culture. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Season 3, Episode 12 of the Engaging Culture Podcast for two guys who
1: don't listen to hip-hop talking about a hip-hop album. It's going to be a good time, Lance. If you're watching this uh, live and you look at how we're dressed, this only makes it worse that we're talking about hip-hop right now because I put on a jacket in order not to... (laughs) Stress out the cameras because of my shirt. Right. And now I just look awkwardly even more middle-aged white guy. I'll bet that
0: guy really (laughs) likes hip-hop music, is really what I thought as soon as I saw you this morning, Lance. Yes,
1: uh, so I I just want to point out, if you are one of our our viewers, um, uh, just pretend— just pretend <laughs> pretend that that we know what the heck we're talking about, right. so Have here Have you ever we go.
0: been into hip-hop music at all? Like, do you like it at all, or is it just not your thing? Okay,
1: so this is going to be really, really odd for a lot of people, but um, I like... Um, most all forms of music. So I've gone through a whole country phase for years. I was into country. But the and you got to remember. Deli- the Lord
0: I- delivered you from that. Yes.
1: Though. Well, you got to remember. So I, I grew up in rock and roll and then went into heavy metal. And when I mean heavy metal, I mean heavy music. Heavy. And that's what I played. In the middle of tour, I was in my country phase, so I'm playing <laughs> speed metal, That's and awesome. I'm listening to Garth Brooks' new album, uh, which was you know way back in the day, right? The Thunder Rolls. Um, the Thunder Rolls, and then so I like every type of music except opera. I can't do it because I don't understand it. I don't yep. really care. Amen. Um, and the hip hop genre of yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, I can't I can't do it. That there is one vein of hip hop. Now here's what's weird. Rap I like. Okay. And there's a whole bunch of styles that I like. Blues, jazz, gospel, everything I like. I just can't do the really plain Thing where some guy has a poor voice that just keeps repeating himself and saying the word yeah. That part drives me crazy. Is it
0: the lyrical complexity that gets to you is too much to process? Or
1: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, it's funny that you say that because one of my big attractions to rap, which I understand that not everybody that is viewing this is currently into rap, uh, is the complexity yeah. of the lyric. I absolutely am fascinated by by the stories they can weave so quickly and so witty cuz i to me wit is the highest form of humor yeah. and they are brilliant and yeah. so in my opinion i have tons of respect for every genre i really struggle with one form <laughs> of hip hop and what are we talking about today but hip hop so i'm going to i'm going to go right out in front and say not a huge kanye west fan not a huge kanye west fan personally yeah, and,
0: and and i'm not either i right. like you I actually i like hip-hop. I like the lyrical complexity. I like the wordplay. I like all of that. Yes. I listened to rap music for a while when I was a teenager. Yes. And I still have the radio edits of some of those old (laughs) rap songs on my workout playlist that I listen to every now and again. I've tried to get into like newer rap and I I think I'm just getting old because new music in general does not tend to be really that interesting to me. So I've realized, okay, I've just crossed that threshold. You And I learned the term dad rock recently, which is basically like rock from the 80s and 90s. So I'm like, well, that's me. I guess that's where I am now. And I'm I raised my children on dad rock. There you go. Just as a side note. Yes. All right. So first question, what is your reaction to this statement? (laughs) Kanye West (laughs) has released a gospel album.
1: Okay, so (laughs) this is. I have to also share another personal uh, story about this. Uh, There, there are famous people that I I appreciate and respect. There are famous people that I don't care about, and then there are famous people that have. They're on one of my nerves. You understand what I'm saying? (laughs) Kanye West is one of those. (laughs) Okay, why is that? And he has been. uh, Because he's so loud and belligerent, Mm. and the whole Taylor Swift pull the mic away, he was rude, and he's so caustic in how he would talk. I literally have like an agitation towards him from his behavior. Right Mm -hmm. now. So we're going to talk about this and we're going to examine it on its own merits. And I'm going to have to put my bias aside. I just need you to know that my reaction to Kanye West in the same sentence as gospel album or Christmas, uh, Christmas church service or Jesus is Lord kind of concept. Jesus is King. That idea is, is kind of a, Shock to the system. That's so a hard yes, one for you. That, okay. was a, that was a tough one for me. Now, okay. I can talk about it as an adult, and I can put my personal bias aside. <laughs> okay. Good. There we go. Yes. So, yes. Okay. So
0: for me, this is what came to mind. So right. there is a sports writer named Bill Simmons. I don't know what he's up to these days, but he used to write for ESPN. And when he wrote for ESPN, I read him all the time. He's He's brilliant and he would come up with all these catchphrases and sort of made up ideas that he would he would intersperse in his columns and he's just he's really funny. And one of the ideas he came up with, or one of the concepts he coined was what he called the Tyson zone. And he said the Tyson zone is the zone a celebrity enters when you could hear of them doing literally anything. Yeah. And you would think Oh, well, maybe. I don't know. And of <laughs> right. course, it's named after Mike Tyson, who was so erratic and so bizarre yes. that I could tell you anything. Did you know that Mike Tyson is now a woman? And you right. wouldn't like reject it out of hand. You'd be like, <laughs> right. that's possible. It's possible. That do- you know, anything. He anything. Just any- so yes. Kanye West has been firmly in the Tyson zone yes. for a very long time. I would agree with so you. So much erratic behavior, so much
1: weird stuff that he does. Yes. So
0: to hear of him doing anything, anything, I'm like, okay, that's at least possible.
1: Yes. But he walked out. On our turf. <laughs> and yes, he and, did. and uh, which is the Christian zone. Right. And so uh, that that automatically got got me to to pay attention. Now I will say that because of the amount of uh, information that we have access to, the internet and everything else, we have watched a number of celebrities. Engage with some type of Christian or church culture. Yeah. And so that didn't, it did not shock me or surprise me. I think it made me a little fearful and uncomfortable when I heard it. It's like, oh boy, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? Well, and
0: I think that that's an interesting interesting perspective, and we're going to get in in a minute to a, a piece that was written in the Washington Post where the, the guy who wrote it, who is a professor at Wheaton College, one right. of the most prestigious Christian universities in the country, basically talked about that exact idea yes. of like, okay, a lot of us are fearful. Like, okay, what is this going to mean for for right. all of us now that Kanye West, who is anything if not an enigma, you just know have no idea what's coming next from this right. guy, if all of a sudden he's talking about faith. So that leads me to kind of my, my next thought, which is uh, what... What should we think about someone as famous as Kanye, someone with the history that Kanye has, all of a sudden being this vocal about faith? What should we make of the fact that he's traveling the country doing these events called Sunday services where there's gospel music and there's gospel preaching and all of this is going on? What, what,
1: we're Christians. You and I are pastors. What are we to make of all of this? Yeah, I, so that shoots out in a, in like a starburst in a million (laughs) different directions. Um, So let let me come at it from a pastoral perspective right off the bat, because that's how I tend to naturally filter things. Um, Because he has been so erratic and his life has been so up and down and he has struggled with mental illness and everything else. It is very, very likely that he would go into a season of trying to figure out what God means and that God would reach in and and touch him. Right. So the idea that what are we to think about him suddenly doing that? in my opinion, I don't think it is a stunt. I think it is it is him. I think that he's erratic and this is part of his erratic world. Mm -hmm. So I honestly think now I can be wrong. Yeah. This could po- totally be a Shia LaBeouf thing, right. right? which I don't know if you remember this, but when he was filming the movie Fury, I think is what it was, uh, I, I got to correct that. The one where they're in um, the tank. And uh, Yeah, it is. Okay. Anyway, so when he was doing that, he played a, a Christian character. And so he's one of those method actors. So yep. he got all into it and started saying, I'm a born-again Christian. And yep. he went public with this whole it, – well, it was all a stunt uh-huh. as part of his method acting and part of that. It right. had nothing to do with his life. And right. he's very erratic as well. Uh-huh. So I don't think it's that. I think that this, that Kanye one day is as a thousand years. I think he's probably transformed uh, by, by lunchtime. He's one way by dinnertime. He's another. And so I think this is real for him. And as a pastor, I go, you know what? That's awesome for you, buddy. I think that's super great. I'm, I'm, I'm very excited for you to be able to feel the love of the Lord. That's so good. And the fact that you would react so strongly means that you emotionally engaged with it intensely, right. which is, in my opinion as a pastor, the best thing ever. Yeah, The fact that he is a megastar and he's so loud just sounds like a terrible idea. <laughs> now, why is that? Why okay. is that a terrible idea? Um, because there are still millions and millions of people that do not have any clue on what true Christianity is. Yeah, And you now have a vocal- vocalized position and demonstration that they're going to judge Christianity based off of, and it involves Kanye West as a leader. (laughs) And that, in my opinion- That makes you nervous, Is horrifying. (laughs) Because, so this is a big piece that I wanted to talk about. And once again, we got to talk about all this stuff. But the biggest part that I, I think is important here is the natural mess of someone coming to the Lord. Yeah. When somebody comes to the Lord, uh, a lot of times um, people that are very emotionally reserved and stuff like that, they're like, well, I made a decision to follow Christ. Well, if you're really rescued from your sins and there is a deep down transformation, it is an overhaul of your entire life. And what that means is there has to be natural mess because you're called born again. Well, babies, when they're born again, they make a mess. Yeah. They don't know how to clean up after themselves. They're really kind of self-focused on them and Jesus, and they're um, they're they're causing chaos everywhere they go. You can't leave them alone. Yeah. Like this is the idea of a natural Christian. Everybody that comes to Christ needs to be able to develop as a normal, healthy baby. Right. When you're in the spotlight, that mess. Ends up causing all kinds of stuff. So, yeah. for example, I don't know uh, how much you're familiar with uh, people like the gentleman that goes by, Brian Welch, that goes by the uh-huh. name Head yeah, from Korn. in Corn, right? So, Corn is a famous heavy metal group and he got saved out of heroin addiction and it was a legitimate. Salvation. He is just—I mean—he's written books. Head to Christ. He has websites. He's a very active evangelist. Yeah. Um. And it really transformed his life. But he was a mess. So he'd come out real publicly because these guys come out—they're excited about what happened. Sure. And then there's just chaos afterwards where all of a sudden you have, uh, now he didn't have a relapse, but sometimes you have these people that come through this, then all of a sudden they're back in the world, then they're out of the world, then they're back in the world, and right. everyone's judging Christianity based on their mess. They're supposed to be messy. Alice Cooper yep. is um, uh, a, a very vocal, has a whole radio program on being a Christian. Yep. Well, nobody can quite figure out because when he's on tour, he's, Cutting heads off babies and doing all his (laughs) blood, crazy, psycho things. And saying, and people don't know how to match it together. Well, he's one of those that are very passionate, not exactly super grounded. Right. Right. And so what I want to do is say, can we please, as much as we're scared, can we please hold off judgment about Kanye's personal walk with Christ? Because if it is legit, it actually looks just like this. Mm Mm-hmm. And it can take, but it's a matter of maturity. Right. And I would never expect maturity of somebody right out of the gate. Right. You're not going to have the first couple of years of somebody getting radically saved, giving you solid theology, and giving you a solid basis. So what right. what are your thoughts? When you think right. of this whole issue, what's the yeah. thing that's most on your mind? Yeah.
0: Well, a lot of the stuff that you said, I think it, it, is, a, it is a bizarre situation for very famous public figures when they... Come to Christ, profess faith, whatever language you want to attach to that, it is it is odd because they already have this gigantic platform right. that you would never want to give to anybody else if they had just come to faith, right? Like you never if somebody walks in the door and says, Hey, I, I I've never been a Christian before, but I, I have accepted Christ this morning, we would not say, Great, why don't you go ahead and preach? Like nope. we would never say that, right? But I think a challenge, and you think about any public figure you have who if they were to all of a sudden become a Christian, well, now they're back to baby stage, and now they need to be taught how to be a Christian, and they need to learn theology, and they need to understand what it means to walk with the Spirit, and every and all of this other stuff, but you're Kanye West. You've got a huge platform. You're not just going to shrink back, and it, I think that's a, a challenging situation, but I, I agree with you that I don't think this is a stunt. I think it's legit. Now, legit for Kanye. could He could, exactly. like you said, very authentically think one thing at breakfast, very authentically yes. think something different at lunch. But it's interesting. So he was on... The James Corden show. I don't even know if I'm saying that guy's name right. Corden, he, the, yeah. the, the late, late yep. show guy who right. he, I have never seen his show. His show comes on closer to when I wake up than when I go to bed. But okay, He is absolutely hilarious. That's what I've heard. I've he's heard brilliant. he's really funny. So he has this segment called Carpool Karaoke, where he drives around with uh, celebrities and talks to them about it's very what It's very funny. Do. Okay, you've seen this. Yes, movie. many well, times. Apparently, he did Airpool Karaoke with Airpool? Kanye. Yes. Yes, Airpool. When they flew in a plane with Kanye and a gospel choir, to, <laughs> which, you know, why not? Again, Tyson's own, but, but this is, this is what he said. Kanye said, God always had a plan for me and he always wanted to use me, but I think he wanted me to suffer more and wanted people to see my suffering and see my pain and put stigmas on me and have me go through all the experiences, the human experiences. So now when I talk about how Jesus saved me, more people can relate to that, which is, I think a pretty interesting sort of level of self-awareness that he's showing there, basically saying, hey, I've been through a lot of weird stuff in my life. I've done a lot of weird stuff. And now I think that I can see God's purpose in that. And then he goes on, they talk about, uh, James Corden asked him kind of about his family life and what he likes to do. And he says that he likes to be home with Kim Kardashian, West, his, his spouse, and their children. And he says on a typical night, he and Kim eat dinner and play with the kids. And after the kid goes, kids go to bed, Kim likes to watch Dateline while West reads the Bible. And then Corden said, for real, seriously, you sit and read the Bible? And he said, yeah. And he went and talked about yes. how that's an important thing to him. So I think it's great. Now, do, totally. I, have, do I have tons of faith, uh, no pun intended, that this is going to be who Kanye West is for the rest of his life? No, I don't. Right. I would love to be wrong about that. Absolutely. I hope it is who he is. I for hope the rest it is who he life. is. Yeah, but I'm nervous about that. Well, not nervous is too strong a word. I am a little bit skeptical. Not because I'm rooting for him to fail. Uh, the opposite is is the case. I want him to succeed. I Amen. want him to yeah, to, to, right. to have a deep and abiding walk with Jesus. I believe there's more joy to be found in that than in any of his celebrity or anything else. So I'm, I wish him the best. Yes. But I'm definitely taking a little bit of a wait and see approach in terms of hey, is this you know, is he really on, is he, I don't like that, the phrase on the team. I almost said it, but
1: like, is he a Christian for real and forever? Right. Uh, the more we talk, the more, um, it, it appears to me, this is so, uh, naturally him. So he spent his whole life displaying his every move, yep. displaying anything that he's going through. This is just another thing that he's going through. So why in the world would he be quiet about it? I mean, yep. he's always been allowed about that. Yep. Um, I think that there is there is an element to this that concerns me just as a, as a pastor, which is, Kanye struggles with uh, mental illness. Yep. Now he has said in his music, "I'm now healed, I'm now saved." Now that's what people with different types of mental illness, primarily bipolar disorder, right. tend to say, because when they go into a manic episode, they feel great. And then the depressive episode, uh, they go, "Oh my gosh, everything's falling apart." Yep. And so they'll consistently say, "You know what? Actually, I feel healed now." Yeah. Whether or not the Lord healed him, I hope the Lord healed him. Right. the The problem with it is that, along with the mental illness that he struggles with, is that he makes statements of grandiosity. So he'll make <laughs> statements that it's it's an over self importance that that gets drawn into, and I'm not saying that he is schizophrenic. I'm saying that it is very common in schizophrenic mental illness where people have an overimportance about themselves. Right. So when Kanye says things like, I'm the greatest musical artist that has ever lived, um, that is a hyperbole. That's an extreme, but that comes out of a lot of mental illness. So the reason why I'm saying I'm concerned is that part of the ups and downs of mental illness is engaging with things very intensely and then dropping them. Right. And so his, if you're in a manic episode and you go into the Lord or you go into Christianity, you're all in and you go in to where you would have one record ready to come out and you would cancel that and the entire title and redo a gospel album and release that instead. Right. From, was it Yandi? Isn't that the, the first one he was going to do? I, I think so, yeah. And then uh, that was in 2018, gets scrapped, all of a sudden he comes out with, it's Jesus is king. Right. Um, and so that the, the mental illness piece of this is, is a concern because I don't think everybody understands mental illness very right. well, and they judge it as if it's a legitimate piece of his normal life. It is for him. That's normal for him. Right. But I worry about him in that regard. Yes. When I take back all the, you know, the irritations and the <laughs> Kanye drives me crazy, that thing. When I'm back into my pastor's heart, you know, I want the best for him. Yeah. And him doing this all publicly is going to create a lot more drama for him, which he's pretty used to. Yes. That, so, is, that is true. Anyway.
0: So, and uh, and just to, to add on to what you were saying about the the grandiose statements that he, he makes, I've been trying to find the exact the exact quote here uh where he says he's not just the greatest uh, singer of all time i am unquestionably the greatest human artist of all time yes not lacking in confidence now is no. he so yes obviously that kanye west may well be a musical genius i don't think he's the greatest human artist of all time okay but here's
1: the weird thing about that this is the part that i don't think people understand i think a lot of people um do brags in, in artistry and, yep. and part of the idea of being a public figure and being out there, if you want to be the bad guy, you want to be the tough guy, or you want to be the, the rich guy, you'll say grandiose things. Sure. But he is going out of his way to single out and say, no, I'm not just bragging. I, I'm finding a way to say, no, 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 I really think yeah. I am the greatest human artist of all time. And you go, that's not normal. It's normal to say, Dude, I'm the best singer of all time. Yeah, I'm the best. But he like went way down into the depths and said, "No, I'm the best human yeah. artist." There's almost like a shock value to that, yeah, which, which draws but,
0: attention. Yep. Okay, so I want to talk about this this article that I read in the Washington Post. I, I mentioned it a minute ago by a guy named Esau McCulley. He is a assistant professor professor of New Testament at. Wheaton College in the Chicago area. And there are a few elements of his column that I want to draw our attention to. The title of the column was Jesus is King and Kanye West is a tax collector. So I'm going to read part of the column. Something's caught in my throat here, but we're going to keep pressing through. Right. (laughs)
1: Yes. No no no. I, I can actually cover okay, for you. There we
0: go. All right. You've covered for me. I press the cough button, we're going. All right. So I wanna read this paragraph and and I just wanna tell want you to tell me or get your reflection on, is the suspicion that is represented in this paragraph reasonable? Uh, he writes this. He says, Many are excited. And suggest that Sunday services and Jesus is King have the ability to draw in young people suspicious of Christianity. Others are skeptical about the sincerity of West's conversion. Even others are suspicious that West turned to Christianity only when his public embrace of President Trump alienated his base audience. They suggest that he is taking advantage of the fact that the church will forgive almost anyone. They claim that West is a part of a long line of people who will use the black church for their benefit and leave
1: it when it no longer suits them. Is that fair? Is that a reasonable suspicion? Well, okay, so he kept highlighting there are those that would say, there are those that would say, yep. there are those that would say. I don't know what he would really say. Yeah. Um, he tells a little bit in this article, but not, not too much. Mm-hmm. Um, are some of those questions legit. Absolutely. You always have to question that. Um, He's absolutely right with what has happened in the past, and so that makes you have to be skeptical of the current. Right? So, yeah, you're going to go... Yeah, is he leaning in... So, for those of you that are not tracking Kanye's (laughs) movements, what ended up happening was he came out very publicly in support of Donald Trump. right, And uh, very vocally. Mm -hmm. And in a way... Uh, Because his normal audience is the African-American younger community. And that is not predominantly Trump's number one fan base. Not a population he pulls very well. Not very well. And so when he did that, that's what they meant by everyone turned against him. And he's like, okay, so who can I lean into? Well... He's saying, the, this, the article author is saying, well, maybe because the evangelicals have really tracked with Trump, mm-hmm. maybe I can go get that new fan base with the Christians because they now are pro-me because I'm pro-Trump, which letting everybody know not everybody that follows the <laughs> Lord is pro-Trump. Right. So having said that, not going any further into that, let's just simply say, is that what he's doing? Um, I don't know. Is it worth a skeptical question? Yes. Has Kanye demonstrated in the past that he does erratic behavior for a variety of motivations? Yes. Do all those mean there is high suspicion? Yes. What I think is so important is that it doesn't change from suspicion to judgment. Hmm, so weird. shifting a little bit into some of the lyrics that he wrote, which... Yep. Uh, Uh, Thanks to you, you gave me a link, and I read every lyric of every song on Jesus is King. And I have to say, lyrically, uh, first caveat, I don't understand all the (laughs) lyrics. And if we want to talk about somebody that really appeared like old and white... Uh, was me reading the lyrics going, I don't even know what that line means. Now, if everyone else can look at it and go, yeah, I don't either, Lance. I have no idea what that line means either. Okay, cool. Now I feel better about myself. But I had a hard time tracking on all of his lyrics and all of his thoughts. The other thing was I wasn't listening to it with the music, so it's hard to have the feel (laughs) of what he was saying because a lot of times it's in context, right? Right. But I will say that lyrically, um, it is very God-honoring. Uh-huh. Um, almost so that I would say that there are a number of other Christian artists that may <laughs> need to learn a thing or two about how to properly praise or be bold about your faith in the Lord. Yeah. Because lyrically, now not every lyric is great, not the theology isn't all solid, yep. but it is stunningly honoring yeah. to the Lord. And he went out of his way to give God glory yeah. on that. So I, w- I want to say that. But there's a line in one of his songs and it says, as for, kind of, as for the Christians, they're going to be the first ones to judge me. Right. And that was the part that kind of made my heart fall because he, he was kind of saying, listen, I, I wish that I could be embraced right? Right. Because I'm now want to be part of the family. And I know you're going to shut me out too. Everybody isolates me. Everybody cuts me out. I'm just going to stand here against the world, just me and Jesus. And that made me sad because of course we as pastors, we want it to be more inclusive. And so I, I felt bad. Now we're talking about it because we're judging pieces of it. Right. We need to be very careful not to judge him. You can have suspicion without judgment. And I yeah. think this is a part that a lot of us mistake. We think that if we're suspicious, we can just shut the door on somebody. The difference between suspicion and judgment is suspicion means I'm going to keep looking. Judgment says I'm done looking. Yeah, that, That's the big difference between the two. Don't close the book on his Christianity, even when he has to go through a natural ebb and flow of trying to figure out the Lord. Right. So at some point, I'm expecting any moment that he's going to say something about it, might've just been a phase, and then later on come back to the Lord. Why? Because that's part of many people's journey. And he's allowed to have that, but it's so public, it's going to have much bigger ramifications.
0: Yeah, to live all this out in the public eye, the yeah, stuff
1: that—that's challenge.
0: You and I may go through in our regular life, or yes. that that a, that a Christian who does not, who is not a celebrity, might go through. Someone who's new to faith, someone who's trying to figure it out. We've both been at this long enough that we see people who get real excited, then they fall away, and then they're back, and they yes. fall away, and then you know you hope and you pray that they okay. Eventually, they're going to kind of get locked set in. at back, and they're locked in, and, yes. and they're good, you know. But it, it is—it's a challenge for him to navigate all of this with a level of public scrutiny and a public platform that virtually none of us can possibly relate to. Totally, right? He's in a totally different world. And, uh, you know, I mean, I think to get back to what Macaulay says in the column, is it is it fair to be a little bit skeptical? Uh, sure. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, has he gotten himself in trouble for a lot of the things that he's yes. done? Yeah, and it's, and, and I would say, I mean, you talked about how he, People got mad at him for his support of Trump, and certainly that's true. But also, even if you just look at his interaction with President Trump in the Oval Office, that was some of the most erratic and bizarre behavior you will ever see. I think SNL's parody of it was less weird than the reality. I mean, it was just, this is, it, he he just behaved in a way that was extremely bizarre. So yeah. I could imagine even a person who likes the fact that Kanye West and Donald Trump are buddies would just be like, bro, you're kind of a weird dude, man. Like, what are you talking about? Right? Yeah. And then, I mean, even things like right here in Sacramento, I'm, I'm known of, if you remember reading about this when it was in the news, that in I think it was 2016, Kanye came here, was going to perform at Golden One Center. It was this big thing, one of the biggest bookings that Golden Golden One Center had. Well, he kept people waiting for like a couple of hours. Finally, comes out on stage, does two songs, and then does this rambling like 15 minute monologue, like criticizing MTV and Hillary Clinton and all of these different people, and then that's it. Concerts oh, over. Weird. They ended up having to give people their money back. I, I think. I think that's what they did. So all of that to say, dude has a history of very bizarre behavior. I think yes. we have we have thoroughly covered that. But I think to to reference the specific song you're referring to, which the song is called "Hands On," and he says. Said I'm fina, I think that would be one of those phrases that you and I don't understand. I'm going to go out on a limb and say, finally, Finally. is what he means. Saying I'm finally going to do a gospel album. What have you been hearing from the Christians? They'll be the first one to judge me. Make me feel like nobody loves me. Told people God was my mission. What have you been hearing from the Christians? They'll be the first one to judge me. Make me feel like nobody loved me. Hey, it rhymes. It's like he's a rapper or something. (laughs) And, and, And I agree with you in that we need to be careful to draw the line between, I think, some measure of, okay, the, the proof is in the pudding. Let's see how this plays out is fine. I think the suspicion reflected by Macaulay and others is fine. But you're right that when it turns to judgment, that's where it's a problem. If all of a sudden we're saying, well, Kanye can't be legit, or, or you know, God didn't really save Kanye West. We don't know. We, we don't know if that's true, and when we adopt that sort of posture, I think that's highly problematic.
1: Yeah. One thing that, and, and I'm kind of like this where I, I always kind of turn things on people, <laughs> um, I'm going to turn this on our audience for a moment. Okay. Um, if you are in a judgmental place, I want to remind you of this. Um, new babies are the best evangelists because sometimes they don't know better. Yeah, that's and, true. And- I'm going to ask this. You, if you are looking at him saying, oh my gosh, you should just shut your mouth. Yeah. Right? I'm going to ask you this question. You, as a seasoned believer, have you been this vocal about your faith? Yeah. As he has. That's true. Would you ever write these lyrics? And would you ever say the things that he said publicly, even to the point of losing fan base and losing money? Yeah. Are you willing to go out and be that public are you willing to go through the persecution that it will bring? Because you may not think a lot of things about him, but I will tell you right now, the fact that he shared all those things, unless you're sharing that vocally, that clearly, you might need to back up.
0: Yeah. No, you're that absolutely right. That would be my right. point. No, you're you're right about that. And and I think it's important to 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 point out too, for for those who, again, might not be, you know, following with Kanye's every move, is He is not generically referring to God. He is not generically referring to spirituality. This isn't some, I mean, you you see, I I think about athletes who in post-game interviews will refer to the man above. Which, like, I'm not someone who gets bothered by stuff like that that often. But it's just like, to me, that's just such a lazy, like, what do you even mean by that, right? Yeah. Kanye is not doing that. He is talking about Jesus. He is I, very, I specifically. very specifically. I mean, and this morning I listened to uh, so his Sunday service he did in Detroit not that long ago. Uh, L.A. pastor by the name of Adam Tyson was yep. given twelve minutes of stage time to to preach, and it was a legit gospel sermon. Hardcore. It was really, really good. It was very solid. It was, and it was evangelistic. Yes. It was scripturally sound. Yes. It was really good. And to think that, okay, someone like Kanye West, who has the platform that he has, is now drawing people together yes. where they're not hearing generic stuff about some random God, No, but they're hearing about the God of Jesus Christ. And I, I would say that Pastor Adam's sermon, it talked about the holiness of God. It talked about the reality of sin. Oh, yeah. It was was really solid. So I I think that even if we're going to be skeptical about how long this is going to last, I think we can rejoice in the fact that Kanye
1: is using his platform to promote Jesus, and that's a good thing. Yeah, and you have to ask the question, are you? Yeah. Right? Right. Here's the other thing. Um, When when I was reacting to all of this, the phrase, there is no bad press— Only applies if popularity is your goal, right? Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, Popularity is not the goal of Christianity. Right. Um, And so the idea that there's no bad press, why it made me nervous is I feel like um, America is still at this place of whether they want to embrace Christianity or don't want to embrace Christianity as a whole. Yeah. And I feel like anything that tips the scales one way or another makes me a little bit uncomfortable. Hmm. And, um, Like, for example, um, there's been some things in the news recently about, um, well, this pastor did this bad thing or this pastor did this bad thing. And it's just, once again, skewing public perception of saying, well, I guess maybe all pastors are bad. Well, I guess all churches are corrupt. Oh, I guess all, you know what I mean? Sure. And so the press going out and saying we have a polarizing figure that is not mature enough to guard his tongue. Being the most vocal (laughs) and having the largest platform... (laughs) makes me uncomfortable. So anyway, just taking it full <laughs> that's, circle. That's
0: that's that's fair. You know, and, I, and I think, again, that level of nervous... Anytime you have somebody who's just totally unpredictable... I mean, we've been through this in different things, where yep. you have someone on a stage or you give them a microphone, and you, there's someone that you know is a little bit of a loose cannon, so you're going, this could be fantastic or this could be a disaster. And you're a little nervous and your blood pressure's a little high while it's going on, but you sort of hope for the best. Now, I want to get into some more of the lyrics themselves. Let's talk about the album a little bit. The only song we're not going to talk about, except for my mention of it right here, because it is so just, I don't even have words for how incredibly lame the song is, is the song Closed on Sunday, where he makes repeated references to You're My Chick-fil-A. It's just the whole thing. It was so funny reading all these reviews of the album, which reviews are not great across the board. right? And most everybody pointed out The Chick-fil-A song is ridiculous. So moving on. There were other parts that had a little bit more lyrical depth to them. And here's what he says in the song, God Is. It's pretty intense personal testimony. He says this. He says, everything that has breath, praise the Lord. Worship Christ with the best of your portions. I know I won't forget all he's done. He's the strength in this race that I run. Every time I look up, I see God's faithfulness and it shows just how much he is miraculous. I can't keep it to myself. I can't sit here and be still. Everyone I will tell till the whole world is healed. King of kings, Lord of lords, all the things he has in store, from the rich to the poor, all are welcome through the door. You won't ever be the same when you call on Jesus' name. Listen to my words I'm saying. Jesus saved me, now I'm sane. And I know, I know God is the force that picked me up. I know Christ is the fountain that filled my cup. I know God is alive. Yeah, he has opened up
1: my vision and on it goes like, okay, if that was, if that was in a hymn, and it didn't have the yeah in there. <laughs> um, I'm telling you that we would have we would have um, everyone that's maybe 60 and over <laughs> thinking this is perhaps the greatest lyrics yeah. ever of a hymn. Um, it's nails. It was super good. I'm just saying. That's what I meant by when you literally just look at it lyrically, you go, "Wow, that's." Like- there's nowhere to hide. There's
0: some. And it, and it to me is, well, again, I think Kanye is a person who authentically feels things very deeply. Yes. Just judging by his public yes. uh, persona. So I obviously don't know him personally, so I'm, I I could be wrong about that. But that is, there's certainly a lot of evidence to support that right. assumption. Yeah. Uh, this could just be that. right? Totally. But it is really beautiful. And it's, you think about, yeah, things you'd want to sing in church, things you want to teach your children. Uh, I see God, every time I look up, I see God's faithfulness and and it shows just how much he is miraculous. Like these are beautiful sentiments and that these types of ideas can now potentially have an audience with, pardon the cliche, but with people who would not be so interested in setting foot in a church. Right. Man, I think that's something to celebrate. I think that's really exciting.
1: Um, so let's take worst case scenario, right? Yes. Um, I, uh, this is a game I love to play <laughs> uh, in my life called worst case scenario. Fantastic. And uh, the worst case scenario is, let's say it's bogus. He's taking advantage of something, whatever. There's a verse in the Bible about that. And it says, whether good motives or bad, glory to God that Christ is being preached. Yeah. Because think about it this way. Whoever was at that concert and heard the pastor for 12 minutes share, it doesn't matter whether or not Kanye was bogus. In that moment, the gospel was preached and people were engaged with. This album is now out. And if somebody enjoys Kanye's music and they're going to keep listening to that album, they're going to hear the gospel. Right. Whether he intended it well or followed through on it well or whatever, um, you just have to say, in a worst-case scenario, we still have the gospel being preached, and we got to say glory to God.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, so there was another, and I, I have in my notes that this is from hands-on, but I don't think that's right, because I have the hands-on lyrics in front of me, and I'm not finding it. But but there is, a, and I referenced his self-awareness a moment ago, but it's almost like he anticipated this criticism that oh we're not so sure this is legit because kanye is so erratic he says i deserve all the criticism you got if that's all the love you have that's all you got to sing of change you think i'm joking to praise his name you ask what i'm smoking <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> that is so good
1: that is yes funny. yes
0: i understand your reluctancy yeah but i have one request you see don't throw me up lay your hands on me please pray for me Which I would say, Uh, that's pretty
1: good. That's that's really good.
0: (laughs) I would say to the person who wants to dismiss him outright, that perhaps that is a little bit better perspective than the, oh, I, okay, you think he's not legit? Pray pray for the man, right? There you go. Pray for
1: the platform. Pray for the pressure that he's going to have, right? Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, how else are you going to treat, let's say you had a friend that you'd been praying for for a really long time. And they had a really emotional experience in their life. They went to church with you and got super fired up. Yeah. What would you do next? Well, you'd probably pray for that person. Yeah. And then let's say they just go ballistic and they go, uh, you know, just decide, you know what, maybe I was just being emotional. And they, what are you still going to do for them? You're going to pray, pray for them. Why? Because you care about them. And so the the bottom line is that the Christian church should be supporting Whatever God is doing in this guy's life. Now, it does not mean that we support the promotion of his materials. It doesn't mean that we, you know, once again, you're trying to back up a baby. Yep. And babies are dangerous. So I'm not telling you that we need to be having Kanye West stickers on our car. (laughs) And I'm not saying any of that. What I'm saying is for him as an individual, we want the best for him. Yeah. We want him to follow the Lord. We want him to be rescued. We want him peaceful. We want him joyful. We want him healed. Yes, absolutely. Right?
0: And those lyrics I just read, they were from hands-on. I just was missing them initially. So, okay. Now we've been, I think for the most part, pretty positive about yes. Kanye, pretty positive about the content of the album. There are certainly plenty of lyrics to the album that that uh, that I, I really like and you really like, and they're yeah. cool and they're God-glorifying and all that. However... While I don't have any interest in being the like hardcore theology police here, there are some issues with some of the things that he has, oh that he has to say, and I think just to be clear for our listeners, uh, or you know what, I'm gonna I'm gonna steal a line that I heard from my buddy. Uh, uh, Mark Buving up at Creekside, where he referred to somebody as, uh, this person belongs to the 100% of people who I don't agree with on everything, right? Uh, and I would put Kanye, he was referring to somebody else. I would put Kanye in that category. Sure. He has a lot of stuff that is, that is really good in the album, but he has some things that I would say, yeah, I'm not quite sure it works that way. So for example, in his song On God, he says, how you get so much favor on your side, accept him as your Lord and Savior, I replied. Yeah. Any any problem with that, Lance? (laughs) Anything at all you see as an issue with that?
1: Well, here's what's frustrating to me is for a lot of Christians, there's no problem at all with that statement. Yeah. So really, that's prosperity gospel. That's the idea that if you really want things to be more successful for you, you you hook up into Jesus and he gives you the extra boost in your uh, billfold. He gives you the extra boost in your popularity. Uh, If you want things to go well for you, use God like a genie. Um I just that kind of stuff drives me crazy. So now uh, the 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 thing that I would caution is that there's an awful lot of churches preaching that too. Yes. And so we look and we go, "Oh my gosh, why would he say that?" Well, Quite frankly, it depends on which church he got connected to, right? Because he may well have heard that from the pulpit. Oh yeah, absolutely. it It gets said all the time, and I think it. And that's
0: there are are numerous problems with prosperity theology, and we could spend an episode or two or three oh, or right, four talking totally. about all of them. But I, I think it's it. I always cringe a little bit when I see somebody directly connecting. Oh, why am I getting so much favor in my yes. life? Why are things materially going so well for me? Oh, well, it's because I put God first. Well, okay. First of all, awesome that you put God first. Fantastic. Yes and amen to that. Could God be blessing you materially? Sure. sure we don't really absolutely. know how that all works, but sure. Let's just give the benefit of that out there. But I think when it's okay, you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, and that there's a direct line between like that a formula and favor. Right. Uh, the Babylon Bee, which is a satirical Christian uh, website, that you know they post kind of these funny stories right you you know about yeah, it it's fake, they yeah. have a um, yeah it's, it's it's fake they have a story where they talk about uh Joel Osteen uh taking his yacht through flooded Houston passing out copies <laughs> of his books like your best life right. now or some of his other books and of course that's trying to highlight like it's not like many of these people being devastated by these disasters are believers they've put totally. god first and they're in a tough spot so when we draw that direct line When people have to deal with the messiness of life, and I would suggest even the Kanye Wests of the world have to deal with the messiness of life, you have to recognize, okay, just because you have faith in Christ does not mean everything's always going to go well for you all the time. And the reason why it's so dangerous to believe that is because people lose their faith over it. Because, oh, well, I thought things were supposed to be great, and now they're not. So there's like, okay— that, we need to be careful with that because that can get pretty dangerous pretty
1: quickly. Uh, interestingly, I was just thinking about this yesterday. And the reason why is, for those of you that are listening to this podcast, you may be all over the United States, maybe the world, um, but we are really, really close to the Bay Area of California. And yeah. there, there is a uh, sports team called the Warriors, the Golden State Warriors. And when they were on their rise, yeah. right? So um, you have um, Steph Curry... You have uh, the Splash Brother, Clay Thompson, yep. right, and you have Draymond Green and all this. When they were when they were growing up, it became known locally. I I would imagine nationally, yep. it became known that the a lot of them were believers. Yep. And there was this idea of, well, where is all their success coming from? They kind of came up out of nowhere. And people started saying this whole business, well, you know how many believers are on that team. You know, and it was the idea whether or not it was the Philadelphia Eagles, the time when Carson Wentz and Nick Foles. And they're like, oh, well, they're believers. And so that's why they had the success... When you do that, that all sounds great when they're going well. Yep. But I don't know if anyone has checked in recently. So as of today, uh, the Golden State Warriors are struggling a bit. Yeah, they're not great. Uh, nope, they're not great. So not only did they have Clay Thompson go out in injury, but we have some challenges with Draymond. Yep. But we just now have a broken hand yep. with Steph Curry, and literally the whole year, it, everyone's just go, it's just tanking. So you have to play that same game. Yep. They're still believers, so did they do something to be cursed? Yeah. Do you understand what I'm saying? Oh, totally. If you're not willing to play it both ways, yeah. just be very careful of that theology. Yeah. Because I'm going to tell you right now, God loves them just as much today— as he did then, yeah, he is still blessing them and loving them. It doesn't mean they always get to win.
0: Yeah, no, you're absolutely absolutely right about that, and I think that that is somewhat a reflection on a lot of kind of broader society. We want to be able to point to the big victory story, and all of a sudden connect, oh yeah, the Eagles won because Carson Wentz is a Christian. Right. Well, these issues are complicated, and and yes. I think that on some level, and people like. Carson Wentz, quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles, in all the public things he's done, seems like a very mature and grounded Christian man. Again, don't right. know him personally, but that's what he seems. I would bet someone like him. I would bet someone like a Steph Curry, who appears to me to be similarly. Right. They would say the same thing. Oh that yes. like, God like, like God's blessing on my life is is my relationship with Him. It's not right. oh well because I prayed enough or did all these things now I'm on a winning team like. I'm sure, I would imagine that even Steph Curry is experiencing God in some profound and powerful for ways sure. in this season of now he has to sit out for three months. So- Absolutely.
1: I mean, well, shouldn't it shouldn't the fact be known that by the way, uh, I just heard this the other day that one of the greatest preachers, uh, legitimately in all the NFL, is Derek Carr, and he's on yeah. the Raiders. Yeah. The Raiders have really not, struggled, not, not kind of forever. So <laughs> yeah. if we're going to say that the Lord's blessing is on them, we're right. not seeing it. Yeah, it, it's blessing
0: maybe, but no just offense not in, not to in the victory. Raider Nation. No,
1: well maybe a little bit, a little bit.
0: Yeah. So uh, <laughs> okay, and then there's another thing, and I'll, uh, this is my only other thing where I want to I want to pick on Kanye for 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 some yes. some odd lyrics, and then because again I think for the most part I want to be supportive, but he says in the song on God. That's why I charge the prices that I charge. I can't be out here dancing with the stars. No, I cannot let my family starve. I go hard. That's on God. And prior to that, he complains about how much money the IRS takes and everything else. So rumor has it, I have not attended one of these Sunday services, uh, but rumor has it at a Sunday service, you can get a Sunday service t-shirt for $70. You can get church socks for $50. Ah. All of so Kanye has a line of shoes, all of which cost north of $200. Right. Which, okay, in terms of capitalism, I think capitalism needs a seatbelt, otherwise we hurt people. But I'm generally pro capitalism. (laughs) Right, right? totally. If Kanye can get people who want to buy his shirt for $70, fine. I have no issue with that. Supply and demand, people will pay it. You want to charge it. That is his prerogative,
1: right? Yes, and sometimes it's fun to have a souvenir from something you go to. Totally, and so I have no issue with that, but that is not why you charge the prices that
0: you charge. Your family is not going to starve. It reminds me of- I don't know how much so, they eat, yeah,
1: I mean, but and, I'm quite sure. How
0: big is this man's family? Yes. So it was years ago, maybe you remember this, a a sort of enigmatic basketball player named Latrille Sprewell, who had all sorts of, of issues during his, his career, he turned down a choke s- a yes, he tried to choke his coach. Not not great. <laughs> okay. He turned down a 3-year, 21 million dollar contract. And this is like in the 90s, which I oh, mean, totally. that's a ton of money now. It was yes. even more money back then. He's because he said, "Quote, I've got a family to feed." And it's like, "Okay. <laughs> uh I've, yeah, I I think you'll be able to get that done." So all that to say, uh Kanye, again, I am supportive of his right to charge whatever he wants to charge for his merchandise and for the things he makes and all of that, and more power to him. However, yes, that's not on God. Okay. As they say. Now, I will
1: say, I will say that this is greater evidence of being out of touch, right? I mean, because, but here's the funny thing we have had massive politicians yeah. say the same ignorant statements. You know what I mean? Totally, Um, totally out of touch with with the average American person. That you're going. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. So you can't make a living on fifty two million dollars a year. Like this is (laughs) this is a struggle for you. Right. Okay. Gotcha. Now everything's relative. Let's be real clear on that. Right. It is harder to make a living when you make. Let's say you make three million dollars a year, and your house payment is twenty thousand dollars a month. You know what I'm saying? Like, everything's relative. Everything kind of spins on itself. But to say it, that's one of those immature, like, dude- you need to shut yeah. your mouth on that one. Like, that is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Yeah, and if you're having trouble paying your bills with a massive income, or even with a small income. Maybe he needs a financial yeah, plan. Yeah,
0: maybe. It's all about margin, right? Like, you can right. make as much money as you want. If you spend all of it, things are still going to feel tight. Like, well, that's the amount,
1: really and it's once again, not to stick too much on on sports here, you can do it on any entertainers, but the amount of entertainers and sports figures that made millions and millions of dollars that are broke. Oh, yeah.
0: Is huge. There's a really the amount of debt. 30 for 30 episode about that. I forget what it's called, but yeah, it's all these guys who made you know hundred yes. million dollars, and now it's all, all and it's, it's all gone. gone. Yes, so maybe it would be uh, he could use God's help in planning for the future. That might so be a that better he's help, not relying on his on his seventy-dollar t-shirts. Now, all that yes. to say, again. I think that we're sort of poking fun a little bit at that particular lyric. I don't say that to cast judgment on the project as a whole. We've talked a lot about the positives here. It's just like, okay, I I don't know. It's such a challenge. And I think even having a a leadership voice like you and I do in some ways, it's such a challenge to talk about really anything because issues are complicated and people are complicated and books are complicated and rap albums are complicated. And it's, well, 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 do you like it or not? Like, well, I don't
1: know. There's parts I, well, of it.
0: Yeah, let's talk about some good parts and some not good parts. Well, what are you, pro or pro or con? Sorry, I, yeah, I can't answer yeah, that question. I don't, have an answer. I don't have an answer for that for you. It's just it's more complicated than that. And, and hopefully that's come through in the way that we've talked about it. So as we wrap up here, yep. first of all, do you have anything else about it you wanted to touch on? I had one final question. Well, no, anything. I
1: just think that we need to be uh, very careful with our assumptions of... Uh, don't expect. I was actually shocked at the amount of what seemed like correct theology in the yeah. stuff. But remember, on a baby Christian, never expect that they're going to be a theologian. Yeah, that that they're going to have their stuff accurate. So I was actually shockingly surprised that there wasn't more heresy <laughs> <Yeah>. and bizarreness <laughs> inside the lyrics. Yeah. Um. But I would never expect that. So let's be yeah. very very careful on our expectations. Yeah. and, and, and I think with
0: that. We need to be careful in the sense, to what extent are we looking to someone like Kanye West to teach us, right? I I think that's where this can get risky, is that he is such a prominent figure. So if maybe someone who's newer to faith or does not have as much of a grounding in Christian theology, if you're looking to Kanye as a teacher— he may grow to the point where he is a very capable teacher. Great. Praise fantastic. God. Praise God for that. He's not, the, now. He, he's not there yet, right? We can appreciate his lyrics, but they are, not, uh, no. they, are, they are not what determine truth for us. Now, to the extent that they're in line with what's true. That's correct. Fantastic. Let's, let, let, let's enjoy it. Let's celebrate it. Hey, let's take some of those lyrics, put them into a hymn, and we're all going to love <laughs> Yes. It. But let's make sure that in terms of who are we relying on to teach us. Yeah. That's, I mean, there's reasons why the Bible talks about Christian leaders not being new to faith, right? You have to have some seasoning.
1: Well, and that, you know, it's interesting because that is the other danger, yeah. um, just for him personally. Uh, the Bible says, in, you know, in Timothy, be be careful in the laying on of hands. And it's talking about laying on the hands in terms of anointing for leadership. It said, let them not be a new convert lest they fall into the trap of the devil, which right. is the yeah. idea of pride. and. Um, let's say it, he actually starts tracking well and the church is like, you're awesome. How about you take the pulpit this weekend? Mm-hmm. Um, that That's a huge problem. You do not do that. Just right. because he is gifted in one area or anointed in one area does not mean that he is mature in other areas. Yeah. So I, I think that there's some concerns there yeah. for me. Yeah, no, abs- absolutely. And
0: once again, hey, if he gets to the point where he's able to do that, that's great. But that time's not now. Okay, so... Last thing I want to, I want to mention, he, he has this song called water and in it, he has this, the second verse really is this kind of neat prayer. And I want to make this sort of the last lyrics that we read. And then maybe you could close us out with just sort of your final word on how do we move forward as Christians in terms of how we engage with this type of material? But but he says this, and I, I, love these, I love these lyrics. He says, Jesus flow through us. Jesus heal the bruises. Jesus clean the music. Jesus, please use us. Jesus, please help. Jesus, please heal. Jesus, please forgive. Jesus, please reveal. Jesus, give us strength. Jesus, make us well. Jesus, help us live. This one, not as great. Jesus, give us wealth. <laughs> Jesus is our safe. Jesus is our rock. Jesus, give us grace. Jesus, keep us safe. It's like, that's a beautiful prayer. It is. Right? Yeah. So, yeah. so, 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 help us land the plane here, Lance. Yep. What are we supposed to make of this, and how do we move forward with sort of in this new world where now Kanye
1: is releasing gospel albums? <laughs> um, so I would say that in an engaging culture, kind of what we've been about since we started this, that um, we need to examine everything, obviously in line of scripture and where things are lined up. Man, it is a good thing. We yeah. also got want to always try to hope the best, believe the best, but we also have a head on our shoulders. Yeah. Let's let's keep it balanced and let's be looking out and saying, you know what? I'm going to pray for that dude. I sure hope everything goes well. I I think that we need to come in with a gentle, wise posture. I think that's really the heart of what we need to get to. And honestly, um, really just begin to watch. Let's watch the fruit of what goes on. Is this a phase in his life? Is this something that he's going to lock into? Um, I don't know, but I will say this. If the Lord um, is gracious and kind to hold on to him, yeah. and he continues to pursue the Lord and matures, and let's say God brings some uh, some healing to his body, yeah. uh, it would be a wonderful addition to the kingdom of God to have another artist be able to say, you know what, God matters. Yeah. He matters everything to me. The thing I like most about the lyrics on this album is... Is it is very much a surrender and praise that Jesus is everything. Yeah, and that I'm always going to be for.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely, and 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 I would certainly encourage. I think we need to pray for him, in the, yeah. in the sense that he is. Uh, People have commented in the the Facebook comments during the live broadcast here. Nobody gets scrutinized like this when they become a new believer. Absolutely. Uh, None of us can relate to the pressure this man is under. None of us can relate to the level of criticism. None of us can relate to having our lives under that kind of microscope. That's right. So the pressure that that creates.
1: Now, some of it's his fault. I get it. I get
0: it. Totally. He's brought that on himself, a lot of it. And some of it just comes with the fact that, hey, if you want to be famous, it comes with a cost, right? Yes. Nevertheless. Nevertheless. I, I think for us to, to pray for him. Yeah. And and on some level, I would hope any celebrity or any person would feel this way, yep. that as you are trying to figure out what it means to walk with God, the yes. church has your back.
1: That's the key. Uh,
0: and and whether whether you're in line or not, the church hopes the best for you. The church is praying for you. And you have uh, you have friends in the Christian community who can come alongside you and support you in the midst of the things that you're doing. So There you go. I'll be honest, Lance, when we started this grand production a few years ago, I did not think we would ever have an episode discussing a hip hop album of any kind, let alone Kanye West. But here we are. So if you haven't listened to the album, check it out. It's worth listening to. We'd be curious to hear your thoughts on it. Uh, Hope you enjoyed our conversation. Look forward to being back with you soon for another episode of Engaging Culture.
1: Thank you for listening to Engaging Culture, a podcast by Bridgeway Christian Church. If you enjoyed the show, please consider subscribing and leaving a review on iTunes. Thank you so much for listening. Music is used under the Creative Commons license
0: and is provided by Dexter Britton.